When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Officer Dave. Tevin Pittman. And Andy Brampernard. Look at that full boat. Oh, we're going to test your skills today because we have a guest for like about Speaking 10, 15 boat. <laughs> what? Well, he's a marine biologist. I'm sure he's been on a boat or two. No, he's probably been on a boat. Yeah, I would have to guess he's on a boat or two. He's on, is he on right at 1030? Yes. All right. So we're going to test your interview skills around the table. Okay. You know, I you got to be pretty comfortable sitting right next to Officer Dave, don't you think? I have to be. <laughs> I have to be comfortable. It's just my hands it are up. <laughs> Keep them on the table, all right? My hands are up already. My hands are up. My pockets are empty. Right, he said, I'm <laughs> just okay. reaching for my wallet. I can understand that. There's no question about it. So everything is good in life? Everything is tremendous with me. Yeah, everything is going really pretty well. So the economy is going to hold up. We're not going to... See, that's the one thing I... I The economy is going to hold up. Good. I'm glad to hear that. All right. We are probably through or going through a series, we'll say, of... We'll call them rolling recessions or... Yeah, yeah. If I were to look at the stock market, we call them rolling bear markets from one sector... To another will be down and then come come back up right a bear market uh, in the stock market is defined as any market overall or if the index goes down 20 percent or more that's considered a we'll say a bear bear market in that particular um, in the market or and or a particular sector of the market now, when I say sector of the market, there are 11 sectors within the S&P 500, and they're pretty, pretty broad. And right now, they are defined uh, by different index funds that you can participate in any one of those 11 different indices. Um, so if any one of those indices is down 20% or more, say that that section of the index is in a bear market. If I were to take a look at the economy with all of the, uh, we'll say, talking talking heads on financial TV and elsewhere, uh, numerous economists, numerous strategists keep saying, we're going to have a recession. It's going to come, it's going to come, oh my goodness. uh, You know, make sure that you have plenty, plenty of food, Plenty of toilet paper, et cetera, et cetera, God. to prepare for the upcoming recession. Have plenty of money in the bank or under the mattress because if if there is a recession, things are going to slow down and you could lose your job. And we don't want you to lose your house or or apartment. Right. But you've got to be prepared. It's it's coming because the Fed has raised interest rates so high, so fast, in order to fight inflation. And the short-term interest rates 
are a lot higher than longer term interest rates and that inverted yield curve typically yields a recession six months from when this was first discovered. Now, now I've heard people say, well, it could be um, 12 months, 18 months, it might even be 24 months from the time you have this inverted um, yield curve that we're going to have a recession. And I say, whoop, we've already had a recession on a technical basis. Recession right. defined as mm -hmm. two straight quarters of negative GDP growth. Well, we had two straight quarters of negative GDP growth a year ago. Yeah, we have, right. And since then, the uh, GDP growth has been on the positive side. Now, we've also come out of, uh, to me, a recession due to the government-mandated shutdown yes. that, that uh, happened uh, during most of 2020. Yes, right. So to me, we've had two recessions, two economic slowdowns, and I think the, um, the economists, the strategists, and talking heads are going to be quite surprised at the resilience of the economy going, going forward. What are they trying to achieve by constantly telling people, oh, we got trouble coming? What, what are they trying to achieve? I'm not going to say cover their, their butts, but you, you actually sound smarter mm -hmm. saying that things are going to go down rather really? than things are going to go up. Because then if they don't go up, you look bad. Is that why? Well, if, if things don't go up, yeah, you, you look yeah. bad. Better to say things are going to go south yeah, see there. Yeah, I think things uh, are going to get good. Yeah, I think people as a whole, like if you tell somebody that something, regardless of what it is, that something's going to be great and then it's bad, they take that more drastically than if you tell somebody it's going to be bad and then it's good. They'd rather get good news I agree. afterwards. So, yeah, tell them it's bad. And Do you think it would be a good idea if they keep doing this to call the police? <laughs> what are you looking at me for? <laughs> call the police? No. <laughs> he goes, no, don't call the police. My stocks are down. Call the police. Yeah, yeah there you it, go. No, it's one of one of those things where I have to constantly, you know, provide hedges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this could happen. Um, the stock or uh, the stock that I like. You know, could always go down. Just be prepared. Stock market, you know, markets yeah. are, are volatile. Yeah. And it's not just stock markets. Bond markets are just as volatile. But you don't hear any strategist saying uh, your bond or bond fund is going to go down. They only talk about the yield. Yields are up. Yields are up. Interest rates are moving up. Isn't that wonderful? Interest rates are moving up. Well, if you own a bond, that value of the bond, as interest rates goes up, that value of the bond goes down. That's what I thought, yeah. And, unless you, of course, hold that, that bond to maturity, mm -hmm. and then you're going to get your principal back. Last year, as an example, um, long-term, or the long-term treasury index as a market symbol, TLT, you can check that out, was down... A third. God. Now, it did, um, did paste a little bit of interest mm -hmm. over that, but it was still down a third. The NASDAQ index was also down a third last year. Currently, the NASDAQ index is up a third this year, but the 
TLT, the long-term treasury index, is barely flat for the year. So I have a question for you. Why don't we hear about, because I didn't hear anything about that, what you just said, the down last year, up this year. I haven't heard anybody bring that up. Well, why? Why would we talk about bonds? <laughs> You've got to have money in bonds. Have to have money in bonds uh, because that is safe. It is safe. Right. Tom, you need some, you need to have some safe assets. So we recommend, and this is typical, Typical portfolio construction would have up to 40% of, of your assets in, we'll call it fixed income or bonds, because that provides some safety. And right. typically, if stocks go down, bonds will at least hold in or maybe even go up, because if stocks are going down, the economy is slowing, and the Federal Reserve might start bringing interest rates down and not moving up. Mm -hmm. We have our guest on the phone. Oh, this ought to be good, I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, Chasing Shadows. I love this, matter of fact. I just love the, the, the title of this whole situation. First of all, Dr. Greg, how do you say your last name, Skomal? Is that how you say your last name, Greg? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Skomal. Skomal, okay. Dr. Greg Skomal, Chasing Shadows, My Life Tracking the Great White Shark. Now, Tevin, why does it have to be a great white shark? That's what I was gonna, also going to say. Well, there's no great black sharks, but also, like, <laughs> you got the orcas. Fact that, Come right, on. That is true. We got killer whales. The, but the <laughs> fact that somebody is going out chasing the great white shark, I'm staying as far away <laughs> from a great white shark. Well, as that's why we possible. have Dr. Greg on, because I will tell you, we, I had an uh, experience about, uh, I suppose, 30 years ago. We were down in Grand Cayman area down there and doing a little snorkeling and all the rest of it. There were about 10 of us out there on a, on a boat and we all dive in and we're having a great time and just kind of wander around. And then all of a sudden, I kind of look around and there's nobody else in the water. And I'm like, where'd everybody? Oh, Dr. Greg knows what's he, happening he's here. He's, he's, <laughs> he this one right down Broadway. <laughs> he already hears this coming. So I go to the surface and I look up and everybody's back on the boat including my wife, by the way, and she, she keeps pointing up, up, come up. And I, I, she wanted me to take off, I don't know, whatever the hell. And then she started screaming at me, there's a shark right behind you. And I said, what? She goes, you need to swim. To, and the captain said, do not try to swim very fast. Just go at a normal pace so you don't upset the shark. But there is a shark right behind you. Now, Dr. Scomo, I never did see that shark. Because I just figured I'll swim back to the boat, and if he gets me, he gets me, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. Nothing I can do about it now. Was that prudent, do you think? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I would question whether anybody actually saw the shark. But that aside, you know, um, you did the right thing. You didn't panic, hopefully. Nope. Um, I probably would have turned around to see if there was indeed one there and try to make eye contact with it, but... Um, did you ever get in a description of what, I mean, that's what I call one of my high anxiety moments. Those are high anxiety moments. And I've had a few that are in the book, of course, but did anyone ever explain to you what it looked like this particular shark? They told me I was never in any danger because it was a nurse shark, I guess. <laughs> oh, so I don't even know what that yeah. is, doctor. Yeah, that's, that's a very harmless species of shark. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
scared the shark away. Well, yeah, I don't think anything called nurse around. is going to be very threatening. Yeah, the nurse shark. A threatening nurse shark, Dr. Yeah. Greg. Well, unless it's a nurse ratchet shark. That's what I was thinking. Oh, there you go. Hey, I'm thinking of nurse ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> a little ad living going on, baby. No question about it. Doctor, how'd you get involved in all of this? Chasing shadows, my life track, and the great white shark. How'd you get involved? Well, you know, make a very long story short, because the long story is the book. Um, right. You know, I, I'm, I'm one of these kids that never really outgrew my fascination with sharks. You know, kids love sharks, dinosaurs, other charismatic megafauna. And I um, I grew up loving sharks and fish and having aquariums in my in my home. And then I saw a movie called Jaws, and, and instead of scaring the heck out of me, it actually uh, motivated me to want to be a marine <laughs> scientist. And so that's where the story begins, and of course, it uh, it's still going. And I, I, I still become you know completely animated when I see one of these animals, like a like a little school kid. God, it's so amazing the timing of you appearing on the show because just last night, by coincidence, a whole an entire co- complete coincidence, Martin Clunes has a series out. Uh, I think it's three shows about going to French Polynesia and checking that whole area out, and it's magnificent. And he's out on a boat, and there's a, a woman with him. And she said, we need to dive into the water. And, she said, and, he, and he says, why? He says, well, you got to see the sharks up close. And he, he looks <laughs> over, and he goes, well, there aren't any sharks in the water, because the water is very, very clear. He said, there aren't any sharks in the water. He said, yeah, they won't come until we're in the water, but they won't bother <laughs> you. So I'm telling you the video. you got to see this video, doctor, because it's, you'd probably be very impressed. They're out there swimming around, and all of a sudden, I would my estimate would be there are about 50 sharks circling them the whole time they're swimming. Never made a run at them, just very curious. As a matter of fact, if they move toward the shark, the sharks would move away. Now, what kind of shark is that, Doctor? Well, you know, they're probably dealing with, uh, you, know, Gal- you know, Galapagos sharks or uh, Grey Reef sharks. You know, these are, these are animals that are drawn... To boats because it's probably an area where people typically feed them, you know, and just like dogs, they oh. become um, <laughs> trained to some extent, you know, and they show up when they hear the sound of the boat. Um, I happen to have Martin with us on an episode he did called really? Island. Yeah, and I showed him white sharks, and he was like, oh, man, look at those things. Um, right off of Cape Cod here, just a, a wonderful day with him. But I could probably, after seeing white sharks with me, probably in no way wanted to go in the water. <laughs> well, I could understand. I, I got is, uh, is that on Acorn, or what, what channel is it on? Do you know? I think, it's, I think it is on Acorn. Um, I wonder if it's part of, of this series. Channels. Yeah, I, it, was the, it was part of a series called Islands that he did um i believe that's it i believe it's this there's a it's a three episode series yeah this was um it probably was because uh, this was a couple years ago before covid yep and um and he was doing the islands of of new england god i bet you i I cannot wait yeah because he does a different uh different uh area on each of the three episodes so i bet you i'm going to be seeing you on tv tonight probably Oh God! <laughs> <Yes>. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the book I talk about my experiences with television, how I try to leverage television to help support the research, and it's worked out pretty well for us. But um, you know, at the same time, sometimes I don't like how I look on TV. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. But we have Josh Arnold with us today. If you're gonna if you're gonna invest in that kind of thing, he's the guy to talk to. <laughs> is there an increase? Is there an increase in the number of white sharks? 
Um, so if we're talking about the, the coast of New England, um, from a percept perception, yes, you know, there's more white sharks, but we really have to qualify that. There's more sh white sharks close to shore, and the reason they're close to shore is because the new restaurant that just opened oh. uh, in New England is loaded with their, their, their favorite meals, and that's seals. You know, so the seals have come back, populations have come back as a result of protection, and white sharks are responding to their presence by coming closer to shore. And there, it's therefore, it seems like there's more white sharks. And um, and indeed, I think the population is coming back. So it's it's really a conservation success story, although it has its implications relative to public safety. God, what an amazing th thing this is! Now, how many years have you been studying sharks? Well, I, I hate to say it, I started in 1982. Um, which is a very long time. I don't even know how many, what's that, 40-something years. Um, and uh, it's been a great, I mean, I love it. I mean, it, what I like is my, my day is different. Each day is very different, and each adventure can be very different. And, and I hope what people get out of this book is it's kind of a, you know, inspirational for folks who have something they want to do as a, as a child, and they, they go after it, you know, and they, um, and they succeed, you know, if they have the right attitude and maybe a whole lot of luck. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense. Did Jaws, the movie Jaws, did that really kick sharks right into the center of our vision? Because I noticed that you're, you're on Shark Fest, which is 72 hours long. <laughs> it's like, my God, Doctor, that's a lot of shark talk. Well, it's, it's the reason my, watch, my wife doesn't watch it, you know. <laughs> that's real nice. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, it's 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 fun uh, doing some of these television shows, and I, I do I do in, I do enjoy it. Um, but you know, people do do have this fear of sharks, and what we're trying to do is through education and science, kind of turn it more toward fascination. Yeah, and I think that's a good route to take because I am fascinated with sharks. I mean, like I said, I never did see that shark that supposedly was following me back to the boat. But since that day, I'm like, eh, I should learn probably more about sharks before I jump in the water next time. You know, it would make a lot of sense in any case. Are people careful enough about sharks now? Because I saw uh, down in Florida in the last couple of weeks, there have been a number of sightings of sharks swimming right, right through the middle of a bunch of people. You can see the fin and everything. Now, is that unusual? Yeah. Um, you know, as as we begin to restore shark populations, right? Because we've the U.S. has has really been at the the forefront of shark conservation, and we are seeing. Right their numbers come back. Um, and as they come back, a lot of sharks feed very close to shore because those are some of the most productive areas in terms of their prey. You know, not people, but, but the fish on which they feed. Mm -hmm. So that particular video, which went viral, was a great hammerhead kind of crashing through the shallows on, uh, trying to feed on the schooling fish that were in there. And, of course, there's people in there, and that's where the problems occur, you know. And um, so the best we can do is try to educate folks. And I ask people, I say, if you're going to go swimming and you're worried about sharks, do a little bit of homework, you know. First and foremost, obviously, you want to buy my book, right? And oh, then, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. There we go. <laughs> Self-promotion is never bad. <laughs> yeah, I just started doing that. <laughs> you just started doing the self-promotion? Uh, doctor, I'm, I'm really hoping that you are part of those uh, those last two episodes I'm going to watch of the Martin Clune special, because it, it's got to be, we've got to be talking about the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a great day we had with him. I think we sh showed him at least half a dozen white sharks. We tagged a few. Uh, he and his crew were really excited, and he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, 
Yeah, one of those shows I didn't mind after it was done. You know, actually, I didn't mind watching it and saying, hey, <laughs> this guy's all right. I like him. No, he is a great guy. No question about it. So you can buy the book. You can watch, uh, you know, Shark Fest, 72 hours of Shark Fest. Do you know how many of the, how many of the hours you're on of the 72 hours, Doc? Uh, just just two of them. But, but maybe they replay it like 36 times. I don't know. Oh, I don't think there's any question. It's on several channels. Anyway, is it not? I think it's on, like, Nat Geo Wild and Mundo. Yeah. I think Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN2. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. the book is available everywhere. Is that not correct? Yeah, wherever wherever books are sold, so that's um, yeah e- easily accessible. And and again, it's a it's not a textbook by a scientist with a whole with too much science. It's hopefully it's a fun adventure, and it talks about you know the implications of restoring shark populations, and it talks about shark attack, and what do we do about that? And it you know it talks about my life and and how I got to where I am. We do need sharks in the ocean, from what I understand. Is that not correct? I mean, you don't want to get rid of sharks, obviously. That's exactly right, and I hope that's one of the other messages that comes from the book. You know, it's the fact that sharks play a very important role in any marine ecosystem, whether it be coral reefs or open ocean or coastal areas. And you take away that piece of the puzzle, and the puzzle just isn't right. It's out of equilibrium. You know, we need sharks to exert what we call top-down pressure, on uh, prey populations to keep the ocean in balance. So, you know, we've done far more damage to shark populations than they have done to us. And so, you know, we need to restore them. Fortunately, here in the U.S., we're doing that. Um, but in other parts of the world, that's just not happening. Yeah, that's, and that's really unfortunate because obviously uh, controlling the world is a, a little difficult to do. So, I mean, I don't know if it's, we're ever going to get to a point where everybody treats everyone else and everything the same. It's probably never going to happen, I wouldn't think. That's possible. Well, the thing is with sharks, you know, you talk about Jaws, and it did scare the heck out of people, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the demise of sharks is as a result of a price tag on their heads, and that's what happens. You know, you develop any kind of market for any kind of natural resource, and if it, do, if it goes unregulated like it did in the 80s and 90s, you're going to see those resources get hit really, really hard, and that's what happened with sharks. Shark fin soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. on right there. Yep, that was a big thing for a long time. It's illegal in most countries now, I believe, but for a long time, yeah, it was. Yeah. Why would yeah, you that want really, that? Dude. Yeah, that sign of, um, you know, royalty in the time. Oh. You know, prestige. And uh, I think it still is to some extent in some countries in Asia, but um, a lot of pressure on them to to to, to reduce harvest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how how up close and personal in your years have you been with sharks? Like, are you the type of person that's diving in the cage and like essentially like feeding them, or have you ever like free dove and been just like in open ocean with a group of great whites or anything like that? Yeah, I've done a lot of diving um, with white sharks and with other species. So, you know, I talk in the book about diving under six feet of Arctic ice with Greenland sharks and in, the, in my high-anxiety moments there. I talk about tagging basky sharks, diving with them, free diving with a number of species around the world, big tiger sharks. And, uh, but all my experiences with white sharks, it, it, quite honestly, um, I'm crazy but not that crazy. I stay in the cage. <laughs> I stay in the cage. I like it. Dr. Greg Skomal, S-K-O-M-A-L. The book is called Chasing Shadows, My Life 
tracking the great white shark doctors. Thank you so much for your time. And I will be watching. I'll probably be watching on TV tonight, so I'll, I'll wave to you, even though it's already recorded. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, and, and I'll, I'll wave back. All right. Thank you, Doctor. <laughs> Have a great day, sir. Yeah. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. That was a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Wow. What I like is, I was followed by a shark. Eh, I wasn't really following. He was just curious. <laughs> yeah, and also, anybody that starts there, we need to jump in the water before the sharks will arrive. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding you. On the video, you can see them because they took a, a from, a, I guess, a helicopter. Mm-hmm. There were about 50 sharks going around and around and around. Yeah, and like, no. holy God. Or the people that are always like, oh, you just punch them in the nose and it scares them. Yeah, it's I, like, don't no, I don't think that's right. I don't know. Getting, I'm not getting <laughs> how much, how much force can you really put you into a punch underwater? Right? Not a whole lot. Let's see. Does punching <clears throat> sharks I don't know. Work? It's... I don't know. He, you know, here's, here's, here's the good, good doctor, you know, Loved sharks, and that got got him excited about sharks. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. the whole. Deal. Okay, my 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 wife uh, saw the movie Jaws, or we saw the movie Jaws, mm-hmm. and on our honeymoon, would not go into the water. <laughs> Wouldn't go in the ocean anymore, huh? No way. That is hilarious. And, and, I'm not going. And in for there. the entire time we've been, we were married. No ocean. Did not go we never into went the, the ocean. ocean again. Never went into the ocean again. That's fascinating. Well, I could what? see it, though. Yeah. I mean, and she was big, big swimmer, 
loved, used to love the ocean, never, ever went into the ocean again. And our kids, even down in Florida, uh, boys, no, no, really? not into the ocean. Really? You know, maybe, maybe about up to their knees. That's it. Other than that, no way. Now, the important part of that whole interview, and I was thinking about it the whole time, was I watched that first episode of the Martin Clunes thing about going to French Polynesia and all the rest of it, and he, he reveals in the first episode when he's on this certain island, uh, he shows a picture of an actor we all know, and it turns out that Marlon Brando owned one of the islands in French Polynesia. He was uh, filming, um, oh, what's the, was it? Mutiny on the Bounty. Mutiny on the Bounty, that's exactly right. Filming Mutiny on the Bounty, and he loved it so much, he bought an island. So I want to know, how long do I have to know you before I can buy an island? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to decide what island you'd like, and <laughs> yeah, we'll, good, exactly. we'll go from there. Do you want an island you can live on or one you can stand on? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a whole different deal, but, yeah, I mean, to have... The money in the bank to buy an island. I guess though, but told early this morning that you could buy an island for as little as two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but it's going to be a bunch of sand about yeah. two inches high off the uh, <laughs> sea level. That's about it. Not exactly usable. There's a lot of very unusable islands out there. Well, I suppose that's true. Yeah, that is well, true. But, uh, to me, if I was even looking at an island, I'd want to. Uh, I don't want the whole island. I want want a piece of property that'll generate a lot of income. So you're going to live on the beach and then de develop the rest of the island. Well, maybe buy something that's already developed. Well, yeah. that's true. That is true. Not a lot of people live in French Polynesia, which I didn't realize. I think there are something like 100 islands, something like that, Andy. Is that right? I mean, it's not all French Polynesia, but there are the grouping of islands on there. There's like 100 121. Of them. 121 of them. There you go. Mm -hmm. So to uh, me, it, it takes too long to get there. Oh, well, it takes a long, long time to get there. Oh, that's it. Because they don't fly right into the... Yeah, you're not flying Delta. Into... <laughs> no, yeah. No. <laughs> Only 75 of them are even inhabited. Yeah, So right. almost half of them are uninhabited because they're just not usable. Yeah, it's pretty much the truth. And, mm -hmm. and what was kind of weird about that is the people on other islands really didn't hang out with each other. They kind of hung out on their island and around their island. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was interesting. You know, they, it's like their own 50 states in a way, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> but it just, uh, I, what a coincidence that he was on today. And I was trying to look up to see if he was going to be on this uh, Martin Clunes show, but I can't remember the name of the show. I remember Martin Clunes, and of course you type his name, and he's only had about, oh, 35, 40 series out in uh, in England. So it might take a while to scroll get through, through them all. Yeah, get through all of them. So the market, now we got to talk about it. We already talked about the fact that you do not think we're going to go into a recession. I would agree with you. I do not think that we're going to go into a recession. That's wonderful news. I mean, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, think, it, I think it is. But some people, some people like going into uh, that situation so they can buy things a lot cheaper and wait them out. Well, I think that, that there are a lot of people that want to talk down the stock market, not so much they're going to have a recession, but talk down stocks, stocks or specific stocks or the market in general. So we'll say to shake the tree, uh, to get the weak hands out of certain stocks so that they can go, go in. Right now, I think I saw a, 
saw a stat that there's about 500, yeah, 500, five trillion dollars or five and a half trillion dollars that is sitting on the sidelines waiting to be invested. Was that just Putin? <laughs> that could Somebody be. told me he's worth a few trillion, so. He's supposed to be the richest man on earth now because he stole all his money. Don't know. <laughs> you know. You're not broke. Not, I'm right. not asking. You're not going to speculate? Come <laughs> on. And I'm not really interested. I understand that completely, but well, that's good news. I mean, so so America's economy is pretty healthy then, I would guess. In I think we have a very resource, resourceful and resilient economy. Good. That there is always something, uh, something happening on a, uh, or could be happening on a positive basis. Uh, to me, uh, to me, we had a, a big stock market bottom or sell-off last October, mm -hmm. and I had talked about that on another program and to my clients that uh, the bottom that was hit last October was was a bottom, mm -hmm. uh, and that has proved to be uh, correct. Now, that's not to say that we're not going to have another pullback, which we could always have a 5 to 10% pullback. Uh, and I think I've mentioned that uh, before, that in any typical year, you'll have 3 to 4, 5 to 10% pullbacks in the market, which gives you mm -hmm. an opportunity to add to add to your investments, or if you haven't or haven't bought, uh, those are the times to to buy. And it is very difficult to buy in a down down period of time. You know, I saw something on One Step Beyond. I've been talking about this a little bit on the morning show and all the rest of it. The show is much like Twilight Zone. It was called One Step Beyond. It might have been a British show originally, but uh, it's pretty, it, very comparable to Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. And I thought about the economy today immediately, because that episode came out in 1961. So, I mean, long, long time, 20, what, 62 years ago, right? That's before, before, myself, <laughs> before my iPhone? Yeah, it was before your iPhone. How about the iPhone that sold? Did you see that one, the 2007 iPhone? Yeah. $160,000. What? Collector's item. Collector. Oh, it was my. in the box Gosh. with the okay, plastic yeah, wrapping still around it. Yep. Sold for a hundred and it was one hundred ninety or one hundred sixty. Did not see it, though, so but that's dumb. that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money for for a phone that was initially <laughs> initially about six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's probably about. And right. also, it was like mass produced, so it can't be. I mean, for being original packaging, I'm sure it's one of probably a handful. Never been opened. Yeah, yeah. that's still. A ridiculous amount of money. That's oh yeah, you can like video games from just 20, 30 years ago. If they're unopened in the box and everything like that, they can go for ten thousand dollars plus. Ten thousand dollars. People want to collect these things. <clears throat> so I see this show and I go, "Oh, I got to ask Josh about this." Okay. Where we're headed. So that was sixty-two years ago. So I, I want you to predict where we're going to be sixty-two years from now after I tell you this thing the man said on the show. Okay. All right. So I'm watching the show. This couple walks in with their luggage to a, a hotel suite. Mm -hmm. It's not a room. It's a suite. There's a kitchenette area. There's a dining room table. There's the bed over here. There's a little sitting room. It's a really nice suite at a hotel, right? Mm -hmm. And the wife says to the husband, well, honey, maybe we should go out to dinner tonight. And he goes, well, we can't. She said, why not? And he goes, 
well, I'm broke. I had to pay for the hotel room. And she goes, you're broke? Really? Well, this hotel room must be very expensive. And he goes, it wasn't cheap. It was a dollar and a quarter. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? A buck and a quarter for a hotel suite. Was that true 62 years ago? I, I, you'd think they'd tell the truth about it. Yeah, it's called inflation. Let, let, let's say that he was in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, yeah, could be something that, like that. He was in Las Vegas. He was a known spender. Yeah. And the suite was comp to him, and a tax might have been a dollar and a quarter. Well, maybe that's just, so that's your take on it. It was just the tax that he paid. <laughs> well, what year did you say this? 19, 1961. 61. Today, yeah. that would be equivalent to 1280. No, so, yeah. Still pretty cheap. You mean talking about yeah. $12.80? Yes. Okay, so yes, I think you're right, that it was comped and he had to pay the tax. Yeah, because right. 12 bucks is, uh, it would still be quite cheap these days to get a hotel. Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was a nice hotel. It wasn't some dump or anything like yeah. that. But will people get the average idea? I mean, the average person get the idea, they watch this and go, oh, my God, things have gone up that much? I mean, that suite today would be minimum close to 1000 bucks. Probably, yeah, about a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, that would be. I would say that would be probably the low end, depending on that's, what city yes, you're in. Right. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention to you, and I can't remember, and I probably wouldn't name it anyway, but there is a uh, hamburger outfit now. Their hamburgers were expensive anyway. It's seven dollars, but I just talked to a friend of mine that went and bought a couple of the hamburgers. Not that's not here. It's based elsewhere. Would it be based on in West Palm Beach, perhaps? Maybe. <laughs> but the hamburgers went from 7 to $21 for a ham, per hamburger. Why would, what would cause it, other than greed, to triple in price? Is this a, like a sit-down restaurant or more of a fast food? Nah, it's not uh, fast food, but it's, 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 it's kind of in between. If, yeah, I, kind if, of, if, yeah, if it's kind the of, one I'm thinking of. Because if you go to like a downtown restaurant, like 20 bucks for a hamburger... Yeah, yeah, that's, here, about, that's right. about right. Yeah. 20 yeah. bucks for a hamburger now. It better be a damn good hamburger. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Well, but see, you got Well, let's go. see. Veggie burgers cost more than regular beef they burgers. They do. Yes. yes, they do. So is this a some type of veggie burger? An impossible burger beyond yeah, meat maybe. burger? Beyond meat's got big problems right now, from what I understand. You know, do that. That, that, that yeah. could be. But why would why would a restaurant burger go up this Triple. much over a, over a period short period of time? Yeah, tripled in price. Over well, let's a very let's short let's start looking at All a right. few things that are part of inflation because I know I go out to eat um, or every day. I'm every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him pull him through that one. Every day, <laughs> um, and I'm usually going to. There are just a few restaurants that are in my rotation, and their costs have, have gone up. Now, I still think I get value for the meal yes. that I'm getting. Uh, the portions have not shrunk. The, mm -hmm. uh, the cost has gone, gone up. Now, if I look at what the input is, is to that, the cost over the last last year first is a labor labor cost so minimum wages have gone up right so that's that's an input cost and not only is minimum wages have gone up the restaurants have had to pay more to get their right to get and keep employees if the restaurants are 
providing health insurance for, for their employees, that cost has, mm -hmm. has gone up. The cost then for my raw materials to get from, we'll say, the warehouse to the store, I've got to pay the, the driver. It's mm -hmm. got to be his, mm -hmm. his or her salary has is, is gone up. The cost of gasoline has gone up. So that's been in there. The truck's insurance has gone up. Yeah, you're right. Across the board, um, everything's gone up. So I look at all those, what I call input costs. Mm -hmm. Then, if the restaurant is in in a mall, um, their their costs have gone up. Yeah, rent's gone up. There's no rent, question about even it. Even some part of the rent, even if you know, right. I know in the you might feel it here in in the your office building because I know that I do in my yeah. office. Yeah. You know, I've got the flat rent and then all the other associated costs. And at the end of the year, I've got to pay up. Occasionally, I get a few years, things have gone down, but very rarely. So I have all these input costs that have gone up, and the restaurant needs to make some profit in order to stay in business. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly so, it. You know, that's that's it. When you look at it, though, when I was a kid, I found this. Well, because my brother started working at the White Castle over on Central Avenue, over on the, uh, I guess it's still north, right on the border of North and Southeast Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. He started working over there, and I remember, you know, going over there to see him working and all the rest of it. And I remember they had a had a nice package. You could buy eight hamburgers for a dollar. They were twelve <laughs> cents a piece at White Castle. And then, of I course, love the, White Castle. Oh, I do too to oh. this day. I still do. It's weird as hell. Now but. you made me hungry. God <laughs> dang it. Well, you probably have to eat a little to keep up those uh, biceps. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I been, do. I've been known to put food away, yes. One of the great things. He's a young guy. That's Yeah, that's not like, really. It's like Tevin and Andy. Andy and they, they, they can put away not, a lot of food. Not can. really. Not like I used to. No. No, back in the day, yes. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> no, now now it'll sit back with me in for the a day. couple days. Oh yeah, I used to get a large pizza and two lava cakes from Domino's. Eat them all in thirty yep. minutes. <laughs> Josh is very impressed with that. So Andy. These days, if I tried to do that, I would be very sick halfway through the meal. <laughs> That's probably true. Yes, I would have to agree with you on that one. But I mean, because of what you just talked about, I mean, it's a wonderful thing to uh, you know pay for education and pay for this, pay for that. Uh, pick up the tab, but I mean, are they, those costs are going to keep going up, are they not, Josh? I got to believe. Yes, all costs mm -hmm. are just going to keep on going up. Just they will trudge upward. The cost actually of uh, the cost of education, the cost of healthcare, are that uh, have just skyrocketed. Oh God! Over yes. the last last twenty years. Yep. Um, the cost of healthcare actually is not over twenty years. It's uh, I'll say it's more the last 13 years. Mm -hmm. uh, health insurance costs have just skyrocketed. <coughs> oh God, there's no okay, question so about that. So that that to yeah. me is just out of this out of this world. What caused that? Uh, without getting political, we just call it. <laughs> <laughs> we just it's just known as uh, Obamacare. That, that's that expensive. See, that, that's what I assumed it was. As soon as you start going, 
this is Obamacare. Now we got Biden care and others. Well, I, I, just, I just looked at when um, the health care bill under uh, that was introduced during the Obama administration mm-hmm. came out. My insurance costs doubled. Well, there's no I mean, question about it. Doubled right away. Uh, from you know one year to the next, it's like oh my goodness, you know. So that's a lot of money into you know I'm paying for my employees' insurance. That doubling is was very very expensive. It's a lot of money. And then it the insurance costs you know went up. I think over the next four years about 25 percent per year, and then since then it's remained fairly level, but. That was a very big increase in the cost of insurance. 25% a year is a lot. So we'll say that's a health care cost. And then the cost of college. Um, uh, so I'll just put education. Mm-hmm. Those costs are out of, out of sight yeah. relative to the inflation rate. I do believe that when I got out of high school, I only spent one day at college and I hated it, so I quit. But... <laughs> Um, I know, so that would have been in 1969, when the University of Minnesota, and I believe an entire year of the courses I want to take was about $900. What is it now? About 75 grand. <laughs> I know the top rate now, no, I believe, is around That's for pri- private schools. Yeah, for so private the, schools, yes. Um, I think the, uh, the cost to go to a public, public college is 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 about half that on but on it's balance still it's still ridiculous on yeah. on on balance um, yeah, private going to a private college is twice that of going to a public college and now it's nearing $100,000 a year from what i understand at numerous colleges it is nearing <laughs> nearing that <laughs> 100 grand $400,000 to get a four year degree yeah. how is it worth that no, well, then a lot of times these kids are getting out of school thinking, okay, cool, now I'm going to get this high-paying job. Right. And then they're like, oh, there are no jobs for me to get. Oh, I don't have the experience <laughs> that's, or whatever. That's, that's like, not necessarily true. I there mean, are it's, plenty, it's, plenty of jobs the, yeah, but not uh, a lot available. Of the, right, but not a lot that justify paying $100,000 to a get lot of them. said and, job. And a kid could go to trade school and right. come, out of, come out of the – the bricks as a as a plumber or well the real issue is when yeah. people are getting these degrees four hundred thousand degrees and it's like a degree in animal psychology or something yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. what yeah, there you how go. do you think that that is worth four hundred thousand dollars yep i mean at some point it's just you know the value isn't there and it's kind of on you for not recognizing that you need to know a guy for your auto repairs legal issues banking and more the same goes for investment advice you need a guy to help you be successful someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, hmm, his guy, Tom, sent you.
Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is there anything can be done about that, Josh? Can, uh, is there any way, well, first of all, the government wouldn't step into education other than to you know, name it after themselves and double the price. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, that's what happened, right? Well, I think one of one of the one of the issues, in, in my my estimation, is that with all the all the loan programs that are out for right uh, for going to going to colleges, the colleges have said, "Oh, we've got somebody else's footing the bill. We're just going to keep raising yeah raising the rates, and there'll be more loans, or we'll, there's always some package that can be put together." For a student to pay, to pay their pay their way, well, and yet a lot of we'll say a lot of colleges, not not all, but a lot of colleges have pretty significant endowments. Yeah, yeah. That could be used to reduce reduce the cost of 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 school. I don't have an opinion because I only went to college for one day, but I got to believe that. What is it? Thirty-six billion dollars in college tuition we're supposed to pay off for other people that already went to college. What is the upside of that for everybody who didn't go to college? I mean, well, I, what is what is the upside even for people who went to college? Yeah, and they're off. they're saying and paid and paid, paid it, it off, off. Yeah. Um, or somebody who's paid paid the loan off, mm-hmm. um, or is still paying the loan. Where's we'll call where's the idea of personal responsibility? That's what I'm wondering because I'll be I'll be honest with you. Andy went to St. Thomas, Alex went to St. Kate's, and Catherine and I paid the whole thing off by the time they they graduated. Well, to be fair, I was only in St. Thomas for one year. Well, but I mean, you went. To I other... was no longer welcome there. <laughs> <laughs> they found out you were my son. Is that what you're saying? No. I oh, you're his kid. Get out. Academic probation. I will to, I'll tell you this. I just went through, and I don't want to mention where it was because there were really, really nice people that worked there, and they did a really nice job and all the rest of it. But I went and had a couple of things checked just to make sure, you know, this is good, that's good. I was there for about two hours. Mm-hmm. And um, this is really why I don't want to tell anybody what happened because uh, it was $11,000, so about 5500 bucks an hour, so that's pretty good. And then I found out they double billed me. The insurance company paid and I paid. And it took, Ooh. and then I had to go after them and say, well, wait a minute. Oh, well, we didn't notice that. Well, maybe you should pay attention then. <laughs> yeah, I don't, what's going on in the world that that could even happen? That they could double bill you unless they knew they were doing it? Probably did not know <clears throat> that was happening. Right hand, left hand thing. Yeah, the lack mm-hmm. of communication is like the That's number one true. issue when with things like that. Pretty much every industry suffers from lack of communication, which is funny 
Because we're in an era where communication is one million times easier than it's ever oh, been in God, human yeah. history. Is that what makes it so bad now, Andy? You think the fact that it's so easy now... People are complacent. That could be. I think it's a possibility. Nobody knows how to read, write, or do arithmetic anymore because you can just sit here at your computer and have it do it for you. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, use the tool. That's wonderful. But to, to well, not that, learn... That, that's now become an issue or, or people oh, okay. are talking about that in... Or with artificial intelligence. Oh yeah, that's AI. So is a AI, AI, is, AI is now the big thing. <laughs> oh man. And AI, just in terms of of stock of individual stocks, you mention AI mm-hmm. behind your or our company is looking at AI. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> stock just take takes off. Really. And this just started. Just a, a few months ago, and or not yeah. even that, it was in May. Uh, Microsoft had their developers conference, and they were talking about artificial intelligence and using uh, artificial intelligence or generative artificial intelligence to enhance their Bing search engine so that they could better compete with mm-hmm. Google. So First they had to make a, your search engine not suck. How about that? (laughs) I take it that you do not use Bing. It's gotten really, really bad lately, and I don't know why. I think it's because they're trying to rely on AI as a crutch, and it's not working for them. Well, that's just just recent that that they're using that. Well, yeah, I mean mean in the past not even year. It's gotten extremely bad very rapidly. It's because they're all working on this AI. But, I mean, you probably remember five years ago maybe a little longer at this point, surefire way to get your stock to double, just say the word blockchain. Yes. You just, it wasn't yeah, we're, that, we're working that on the blockchain. Block, Boom. Blockchain. Yep. Guaranteed money. It meant nothing. Nothing ever came of it, but it was guaranteed money. Okay, so for disc jockeys in the morning, what yep. the hell's blockchain? I don't even know what that is. It's Most of us cops, too. It's a digital, le- a digital ledger. That's really all it is. That's mm. all blockchain is. It's like if I sent you something through the internet there's now this copy on the internet that says i sent this thing to you and then if you sent it to someone else then that would be on there so it could be traced back to me That's why is literally that a good all thing? it's not but no one understood what it meant mm. oh, and that is why okay. they could just tell everyone because it was this like you know cool new sounding thing yep. and it was um it was linked strongly to Bitcoin because Bitcoin oh God. was Bitcoin right. used block- blockchain. Bitcoin was the first really? really big thing to use blockchain, so everyone equated blockchain with money. Basically, it's like, oh, if you use blockchain, you got your value right there. Yeah. So now the Tom Bernard show is blockchain mm-hmm. and AI looking into. Yeah, we so have an AI making money. blockchains yes. right now, <laughs> and it's going welcome, to be Tom. we're going to get synergy in there. Um, you know, all the other corporate words all, that uh, mean corporate nothing. buzzwords. Josh, yeah. am I going under? We have to listen no, to we're, not going, <laughs> we're not going under. We're, the, uh, we're, in, we're not going to be paying attention to uh, uh, ESG. Uh, any of that good stuff. Or, or anything, because... What, uh, speaking of AI, do, like, investors use any form of AI to try and predict like stocks or to like automate the investing process as far as when to buy, when to sell at all, or not really? 
I'm not sure it's artificial intelligence, but uh, there's all kinds of quantitative methods. They've been doing that, that for ages. Has been, has been, yeah, for, for a very long time. There are numerous hedge funds that have been very successful using quantitative analysis, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. would be a form of artificial intelligence yeah. or machine learning to uh, track certain movements, mm -hmm. and they've been quite successful. Haven't they? They've had computer programs that will react within the millisecond of certain things happening, selling and buying faster than that, any human ever could for like probably 30 years, right? It, at least that long, mm -hmm. and there have been some issues with certain certain firms having faster access yep. oh. to, uh, so if to your the computer program is just by yep. just by milliseconds. And if your program is slower than the other guys, just the amount of time it takes to process the data and then put in the um, put in the request, the number might have changed. So now you're buying things for higher than you thought you were because things, like I said, these things are happening so much faster than any human could ever comprehend. There's no way around it except to just be the fastest. It's pretty crazy that that's where things are, but yeah. a lot of people made a lot of money that way. I was just thinking, who was that guy just a couple of months ago, kind of had curly brown hair, and I think it was a, I don't know, it was a Bitcoin guy, but it was a currency guy. What was that guy's name again? He's got uh, a Bankman Freed. That's probably who you're thinking of. I yeah. think it is, yeah. And he just disappeared now again. Well, he's he's not disappeared. He's under house arrest. <laughs> so he's well, that's, that's pretty, pretty much disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> yeah. He is uh, staying at his parent parents' house. Oh, uh, that's waiting, right. That's right. Waiting for uh, trial. But he's not on the news at all anymore. He was on like every five minutes for a while. Now you don't see him at all anymore. So they're just waiting for the trial. Waiting, yeah, he's, he took a lot of money. What was he trying to, I mean, I'd obviously he was trying to make a lot of money, but what was the, what was the, was it, was it a Bitcoin, not Bitcoin. It was a was cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency that he yeah. and his friends came mm -hmm. up with. I forget which one it was. FTX. Yep. FTX. Oh, FTX, yep. there, there you go. go. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, I don't understand this. Right. Why would, why would anybody want to invest uh, invest in this this thing or with this particular guy. So it had no value. Well, to me, mo the use of the, the cryptocurrencies to me have, has no value. Right. No, none of them have any intrinsic value at all. No, and this was the guy that Tom Brady invested with, correct? Well, there, like it was God, not just wasn't, Tom. It was not like just a bunch Tom of other Brady's. celebrities as well, but Tom correct. Brady, oh, one of the more really? notable How ones. Like Giselle, I think it was like $30 million that the guy like gave to Tom Brady in the form of his FTX currency or something like that. And like Giselle had a bunch in there too. So there, there was a lot of, a lot of people involved and a lot of people lost a lot of money. So how yeah. do they, I mean, obviously if you call Josh Arnold, you're going to avoid that kind of thing, losing money to these people. I mean, do you have to, did you for a while there have to talk to a lot of people about this might not be the best investment. First of all, how do you approach people when they're making a mistake? Because you know me, I'm, I don't hold back. So you're a moron. What are you doing? <laughs> but you can't do that, obviously. So how, how would you help somebody that, that is involved in something like that? I mean, you'd want to steer them toward well, I, clearly I've, better I'm investment. very opinionated. No, or, not I you. Just, I a, and I just say that's <laughs> here's why... I would not put my money 
in this particular investment. I think that's very smart. Um, here's, you know, here's why I, I think it does not make sense. Mm -hmm. If you want to do that, that's, that's up to you, but it's not something that I would recommend. See, I, I like that approach uh, that, that you take on this whole situation. Matter of fact, in the very near future, you and I are going to ha probably have to sit down and, and talk about, you know, where I'm headed with all my stuff and all the rest of it. Because, you know, I'm one of those guys I have to get to know somebody because mm -hmm. I've invested with other people I didn't know, and, and a lot of times that doesn't work out too well, you know. And I'm not talking about people in your business, but other things, that this, that, and the other thing. But I, I just... Where's a good play? Okay, so I'm, let's say now that I'm 35 years old. Andy, you're 36, right? Sure am. Not for long, though. Not for long. A couple more months. Mm -hmm. So Andy has, uh, let's say he's got $10,000. And I'm trying to talk you into giving away trade secrets or anything like there, that. There is no trading secrets. Well, there, are no, there are no trading well, secrets. See, I'm glad to hear that. That's nice to hear. So Andy comes to you with 10 Gs. Uh, do you find out what his interests are? Or do you just go, well, this is the best way to go i have to find out as much about him yeah. as possible see that's very smart i think um want to find out um what he wants money to do for him oh very good so that's that to me has always been a key question what do you want money to do for you get out of working get out of <laughs> okay so you're going to you're going to need to accumulate some money uh to replace the income that you're currently mm -hmm. generating how many people do come up to you and say, I never want to work again. Can you do that for me? <laughs> I'm guessing it's uh, very, not, very few. Not too many. Very, very few. You mean most people actually have their head on straight that I have to actually earn something first? The people that I deal with, that is, that okay. is true. I mean, the people that you deal with, that not may so not much. <laughs> so much. Well, there's a difference in our lifestyles right there. Know. Crime <laughs> is a form of work, right? Well, Depending on what it is. I've also said many times that if people, criminals were smart, my job that would be a is, whole lot yeah. harder. Oh, God. So, yeah. so you hear so many stories about someone just robbed a bank and then they get pulled over for like a, you Speeding. Know, their, their tabs are expired <laughs> or something. Yeah. So, so what are you thinking? You, you think the first thing you do is be like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm in my getaway vehicle. How yep. do I draw as little attention to myself as possible? Yep. Oh, I know. I'll go 70 and a 30. Exactly. That way I'll get home faster and the cops will be less likely to <laughs> find me. God, I was thinking about you the other day. There's a, I can't remember the name of the show. I, um, no, I can't think. It doesn't matter. It's one of those cop shows, the video, the live, vid, mm -hmm. not live, but the video shows and all the rest of it. And there's this very pretty young woman and she's dressed very well, but she's also extremely intoxicated. And they bring her in. Ice. They're gonna, you know, she's going to be incarcerated at least for tonight, mm -hmm. and she starts squaring off in karate poses and round kicking people. Mm. How the hell would you handle that, a guy your size? <laughs> Basically, you just stand back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, pretty common. They're gonna be, well, you, can, you know, I can do this deal. Yeah. And they <laughs> swing wildly, yeah. but um, they're gonna be slightly ataxic. So as long yeah. as you don't stand still, they're gonna miss you. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's happened a couple times, uh, and I swear the small, smaller intoxicated women are the worst to deal with. That's what every cop has told me my whole life. Yep. The tiny women Be are a horrible, horrible because they don't think you're going to do anything to them. Yeah, right, they're told right. that yeah, you, no one can hit you, or yep. else they're the bad guy. And 
I put a couple's nose <laughs> onto the hood. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, what else can you do? Especially if you think they might have a weapon on yeah, them. Yep. There's True. nothing you can do. You yep. have to subdue them. Yeah, I've, I've put makeup. You know, there's been makeup smeared on the hood of my squad car a couple times. Um, but, you know, what do you do? You, I'm going home, and I'll do whatever I have to do to go home. Yep, there you go. But I have to do it in a reasonable yeah. manner. Why do you have to be reasonable? Get into radio. I don't have to be reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. All our buddies, Keith Ellison. You know, you go down the list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's always been a really close friend of mine, by the way. Yeah, he's a real that's... friendly guy. Whew. So I, don't, yeah. I don't usually like guys who drag women out of bed and throw them on the floor, so it's not my kind of guy. Well, sometimes you got to go to work. Any closing comments from any of the four of you? Hmm. The any stock market, you know, markets go up, they go mm -hmm. down, then they're going to go back, back up again. Uh, the Fed is going to be meeting next next week. In all oh, likelihood, okay. they're going to raise interest rates. Uh, 25 basis points, so that's one quarter of 1% in, in their continued effort to reduce inflation. Um, we've got uh, a lot of companies that are going to be reporting earnings next week, so oh, that's going to be okay. very interesting. There are 168 companies out of the Standard & Poor 500 to report earnings next week, including uh, some of the what's considered now the Magnificent Seven. So next week we have um, uh, Microsoft, Alphabet, or Google, mm -hmm. Amazon will report, uh, plus uh, McDonald's is gonna report, Meta or Facebook reports right. next week, um, plus one of my favorite casinos, uh, Caesars Palace is going to report next week. One of your favorites. One of my one of my favorites. I could see that. And actually, had uh, something very interesting happen because you guys might be Marriott points owners, part of their Bonvoy. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. in the, you're in the Bonvoy program. I think so. For, yeah. for traveling. Yep. I don't travel. You don't travel. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine him sitting in a in a coach? A, yeah, no. a Coach seat no. on an airplane. Yeah. No, that wouldn't, it wouldn't no. be good. <laughs> it's, it's already awful comfy. enough at my size. I cannot even imagine. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, it's yeah. Your knees, your knees are in your mm -hmm. your face, and yep. you don't want to. Oh, that's that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody leans their seat back, oh, yeah, oh, don't God. be that person. Oh God, God. Right. fist fights. Don't be that guy. And, and fist I've, fights. Yeah. And I have tapped on. Mm -hmm. I've typically have tapped on somebody's shoulder. Excuse me, sir or ma'am. Would you mind? Yep. Moving up, I really do not want you in my lap. That'd be <laughs> in nice. This plane. Um, but uh, Mar Marriott and MGM Mirage have uh, have a uh, joint relationship now, oh. where Bonvoy or Marriott uh, points mm, points right. owner will get right. points at MGM Mirage hotels, and they're the they have the most hotels in, in Las Vegas, plus uh, are able to get additional points using BetMGM, MGM's uh, online and gambling and sportsbook uh, um, product. So that is a, a big, big plus both for 
Marriott and right. for, for MGM. I decided we should close the show, or after the show. We've got to close the show, but after the show, we've got to get a picture of you and Officer Dave together and put it on your phone. And next time somebody does that, do you want me to call this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Move your seat up. <laughs> I'm telling you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Josh can be with us every Friday. Looking forward to it. And Tevin, you're always invited. Officer Dave, always invited to come into the show whenever you want. Awesome. Thank but we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.